stupor, and most of the time... This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. Sam's here from obscuredtruth.com. We'll tell you more about that here as the show goes along. And, of course, we will take your phone calls about whatever you want. A uh, bit of show prep I had last night. We never had a chance to get to. It's now at the very top of the website at freetalklive.com. As you know, freetalklive.com is a user-generated content uh, website, crowdsourcing, as they call it, uh, allowing you, the listener, to go out and actually create the content for the site you vote on uh, different items of interest, or if it's not so interesting, you vote it down. And the most interesting, the most voted up, will make it to the front page of the site. The top story right now, as we uh, do this show here tonight, is the barbershop raids that have been going on, or at least one raid. Uh, they're, although they're doing sweeps, excuse me, nine shops mm-hmm. in the Orlando area. And I know that the, uh, the boys from Liberty on Tour are going to be heading up to Orlando here shortly. So it should be interesting to see. If uh, Adam and Pete decide to get involved in this, I haven't heard anything. I'm completely speculating, but this just this just going down in Orlando and uh, Adam and Pete over at Liberty on Tour, big supporters of civil disobedience. So I don't know what they'll be able to do to help out when they get there, but hopefully uh, they'll at the very least go and maybe do some interviews, get some get some video of uh, what's going on, because as many and this, according to the Orlando Sentinel, as many as 14 armed Orange County deputies, including narcotics agents. Stormed Strictly Skills Barbershop during business hours on a Saturday in August, handcuffing barbers in front of customers during a busy back-to-school weekend. It was just one of a series of unprecedented raid-style inspections. A raid-style inspection. (laughs) The Orange County Sheriff's Office recently conducted with a state-regulating agency targeting several predominantly black and Hispanic-owned barbershops. I was going to chime in with this if they hadn't said such a thing, but... Strictly skills uh, just kind of says to me a, a black barber shop, and yeah. uh, you know who? Obviously, they're not going after the high end ones here. The, the high end black barber shops, B- barber shops in general, barber shops. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, this uh, location doesn't look shabby or anything like that. It looks like a fine location. They've got a flat screen TV, and it's clean and big, spacious. Uh, you know, just seeming, just seeming like they're they're leaving the white neighborhoods alone. That's just, what it seems just like. Guess. And how strange that they happen to bring along some narcotics agents when they're raiding the black and Hispanic barber shops. Is that just a little bit of racism uh, going on there? Perhaps I don't know. Is, are they suggesting that uh, you know there's somehow a higher? Li- I mean, if if the health department's going in to inspect uh, supercuts, are they going to bring along the narcotics squad as well? Hmm. I wonder about it does that. seem very odd. I yeah. mean, if you look at the FBI's own numbers on the amount of people that are in jail over drug crimes, uh, I forget exactly what they are. Leap went through and put these together and, and made a great presentation of it. But it's something like 6,000 times more likely to be a black male in jail for drugs than a white male. Not that black people do drugs more often. It's just that they're targeted by racist cops. Right. I think so. that... Um, 
I think that there is a, uh, a sort of a, a culture um, amongst s- sort of certain segments of the black community that have to do with uh, dealing drugs. I, I'm, I'm not going to say that that I, I that I don't think that's true, but. You, you know, don't think white people sell drugs too? I think I think the cops look look in the trailer parks for criminals. I think they I think it's about uh, money is what I think it's mostly about. How much money do you make? What's the neighborhood look like? The the numbers that Sam has are correct though. I mean, it's you know just a lot more blacks get uh, charged with things than whites do. In sweeps on August twenty first, and their, their sentences for the same crime tend to be higher. Mm-hmm. On uh, August twenty first and September seventeenth, targeting at least nine shops, deputies arrested thirty seven people. The majority charged with barbering without a license, a misdemeanor. That state records show only three other people have been jailed in Florida in the past 10 years uh, for. The operations were conducted without warrants under the authority of the Department of Business and Professional Regulation Inspectors, who can enter a salon at will. Deputies said they so found... you don't need one of those nasty permits when you bring one of these guys with you, is what really the trick is all about. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and apparently they can just come onto anybody's private property and it doesn't matter and screw you. you we, we own you and if you don't ask our permission to cut someone's hair, to wield a pair of scissors... And then, hey, and hey, drug task force guys, why don't y'all come along too? You never know. We, we could room find for you. something. Deputy said they found evidence of illegal activity, including guns, drugs, and gambling. However, records show that during the two sweeps, a smaller one in October, just three people were charged with anything other than a licensing violation. So it was a total fishing expedition as far as the drugs uh, thing was concerned. Not that I would support anything uh, regarding them raiding people for drugs anyway. I think that uh, drugs need to be legalized. It may or may not legalized. be true that they find uh, a gun in a, in a business, but what's the big deal? I mean, lots of people have guns to protect their businesses. Mm-hmm. Especially ones in poor neighborhoods. Uh, Orange County Sheriff's Captain Dave Ogden, who commands the area that includes Pine Hills, described the operations as a minuscule part of a larger effort to snuff out crime. <laughs> Operating a barber shop, barbering yeah. without a license is the crime. That's the They're kind of crime snuffing he's out. out. Boy, he must be so proud of yeah, what he, he does. Good at night. Sounds His, like it seems like it would make a great prank call if you just call people in this area, let them know what happened, and ask them if they feel safer. See if they it's would believe it. So crazy, and but this is what it has come to. This is the government and what they do. <laughs> they really do believe that they own you, and they are going to treat you like they own you. Oh, we can just come in your business anytime we want to, and because we feel like it, we're going to come in with fourteen officers, and we're going to have our guns drawn. And we're going to be clad in black, and we'll be shouting at you and pointing weapons at you or whatever children that are in really the- gives us a charge. We like that better than, yeah. than you know, just coming in with a, uh, just a guy to check your license. Well, and it's to teach you little serfs a lesson because we own you, and we want you to remember that. And so the news will get splayed out all over the, you know, the radio and the television and the uh, newspapers, and, and, and that'll remind people that you don't mess with the barbershop authority because <laughs> we're in charge, see? You, 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 you can't be trusted to pick up a pair of scissors without asking our permission You first. can't run with those. Don't run with those. I mean, it's just, it's so ludicrous. Who out there is hearing this and thinking, yeah, 
Yeah, they need to be cracking down. We need to be we really need to have these government people going into stores and checking permits and making sure that everybody has spent the requisite 1000 hours sitting in some stupid class where they're being taught nothing regarding African hair braiding or whatever other things that they're doing in this particular barber shop so they can sit down in that class for, you know, 1000 hours, then later on make sure they have to, you know, they have to pay for these classes too to the politically connected people that run the beauty schools. In the case in New Hampshire, it was actually the lady who introduced the law to lengthen the, the training period who actually owned That's the right. only university. Beauty school. Yeah, and this is it just goes to show that this is all just a racket. It's a racket to supply these schools. I mean, the, the fact is, if a barber gives you a bad haircut, you don't go back to them. I suppose if it, could it was cut a, your ear off, Mark. a really terrible haircut, <laughs> he could. He certainly could. Yeah. You could take him to court and then, well, you know, right. I mean, if he's if he's got his, his sign hung out as a barber, it seems to me he's liable for the ears he cuts I off. I think so. And it's not like his license is going to prevent him from cutting your ear off. No. That little piece of paper hanging on the wall in a, uh, in a frame that he has to pay how, hundreds of dollars a year to renew, if he doesn't pay to renew it, he's not more likely to cut an ear off. It's extortion. That's all. What about the people using the uh, plug-in clippers and trimmers at home? I mean, it's unlicensed. If you charge for it, it's probably considered barbering. I don't know yes. if you do it for free. So that's why when it's been done up here, and it, it has happened now a couple of times in the last few years in New Hampshire, where an activist will announce that they are going to, I believe it's usually Kat Canning, one of the publishers of the New Hampshire Free Press. She gives a fine haircut. Uh, yeah, she'll announce that she's going to give a, a haircut in public for money. So it's very important to actually have the money transfer hands. Otherwise, I don't That's, think they can do anything. Otherwise, it's safe and it's not anything they need to regulate. Right, because it's all about the money, as Mark was pointing out. 800-259-9231. There's more to the story, though, about the barbershop raids. They're sweeping across the city of Orlando, keeping you safe from those dastardly criminals who dared not fill out a piece of paperwork and sit down for a thousand hours in some pointless class that they totally didn't need to take. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can bring up what you want just dial in toll free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231 that number brought to you by SACL cai 800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com and you can enjoy the features that we have there completely free uh, features including our wiki, where you can see and edit virtually anything you want. There are over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. WIKIWiki.freetalklive.com. The Charles G. Koch Summer Fellowship Program, sponsored by the Institute for Humane Studies, provides policy experience and training for individuals passionate about individual liberty and free markets. The program includes an eight-week internship, two public policy seminars, and career training. Participants intern at one of more than 100 think tanks and nonprofit organizations. 
in Washington, D.C., and across the United States, working on issues ranging from privatization to energy policy to free speech. There's housing assistance, stipend. Check it all out at libertarianinternships.com. It's libertarianinternships.com. You've got to sign up at that point for more information. In case you're new to this program and you are still under the mistaken illusion that uh, this country is supposedly the land of the free or the land known as the United States is supposedly in any way a free place. uh, Yeah, I'm sorry, but there's all kinds of evidence out there that proves that's not true. And we're not sharing it with you, but it's more free than a lot of places. And yeah, I, I don't think that know. that's what Maybe. most people think when they say the land of the free, right? Is that what they think? I don't know if that's what they think. I think that when I was growing up, I was told it was free. And yeah, I it's thought certainly that was getting free. less free all the time. Uh, so, no, it's not. And it is certainly getting less free. And now in Orlando, they've made 37 arrests. The supermajority of them were for the vicious crime of operating... Uh, essentially a pair of scissors without a license. The technical name for the crime, barbering without a license or without you know government permission, essentially. They literally came in with a, a, over a dozen armed agents, including narcotics agents, and raided, over nine, raided nine locations, nine barbershops across Orlando. Captain Dave Ogden, the hero that commands the uh, officers that uh, include Pine Hills, said that... Uh, when he was asked why his unit made arrests for licensing violations, Ogden said, It was a misdemeanor crime being committed in our presence. We decided to make arrests. That's the law. That's right. You can't just allow this blatant violation of our, of our laws to be happening right out in the open, right out in front of us police officers. We're law enforcement officers. Our job is to enforce. Of course, it used to be that they were peace officers and their job was to keep the peace. And if there was something that was disrupting the peace, say a couple guys fighting at the bar or, you know, a neighborly dispute of some sort, then the officers were supposed to come into that situation and mediate and do what they could to bring peace back to whatever the area was without necessarily putting someone in handcuffs. That would be like the last option if they couldn't, for whatever reason, talk people down or come to some sort of mediated conclusion between the two. It would be to then remove one of the two from you know the, the location or remove them both or whatever mm-hmm. they needed to do. That's what the police used to be. But now they're just mindless uh, automatons, uh, robots almost, that essentially violent it's their robots. their job to put people in jail, yeah. it seems. They're not trying to protect you. If they were protecting you, then they would be protecting these peaceful barbers who are doing nothing other than business with other consenting human beings. That's the crime that was going on. They were doing business and passing money for a product or service without asking the government's permission, without giving them a cut. That's why they came in with the guns drawn. Uh, but there's more to the story here because... Well, I don't think the cops really think of it that way. The, what they say to themselves is, we're just enforcing the law, and they... You know, that's they, right. They don't have that, to think about it. Right. They don't think. That's, like, that's the worst part of it, is these cops, they, have, they swear an oath to their state constitution in order to become a peace officer. So they still call themselves that internally and in front, of the, in front of the court and their own courts and so forth. But they also have their little code of ethics that the police departments put together and these things are, I mean, they look great. And if that's what they were actually going out and doing, they would be peace officers. Yeah, it's just true. They, they tell themselves that, oh, you know, we're the high and mighty. We're, we're here doing God's work and this sort of thing. And it's just such nonsense. But yet they're becoming the, the, 
more, they're more and more becoming the minority that feels that way. I think most people are starting to see the police for what they have become. Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, I think that there are cops out there that do their very best to to try to uphold the uh, the, the, the peace officer. Sure, but they don't banner. speak out. What they don't they say, them? hey, this is wrong. Right. We're, we're embarrassed that uh, people in our department are doing this. Even those same guys are often used in the armed fundraising role. Yep. And they go along with it because they don't want whatever the punishment is that uh, would come to them. They'd have to work the overnight shift or be demoted to a desk job or whatever Lose it would their be. pension. Barbara Jason Abrams said they were making a big charade about it like we were selling drugs or something. Brian Barry owns Strictly Skills, a barbershop on Pine Hills Road. He says he's used to licensing inspections, but what happened in his shop on August 21st was something else. Barry said deputies entered his store and told his barbers to stop cutting and put their hands behind their backs. As barbers sat on the ground in handcuffs, he said, deputies removed his customers, including children, from the store and began searching workstations and checking licenses without explanation. Barbers and witnesses at several shops told the Orlando Sentinel that deputies shouted and cursed during the raids, demanding the location of illegal drugs. I'm glad they called it a raid instead of this uh, nonsense the cops are calling it a licensing inspection. Yeah, uh, which they searched for extensively. They never found more than misdemeanor amounts of marijuana at eight of the nine shops they raided. The lone exception just blaze on... <laughs> on well, there you go. Semarin Boulevard in Apopka, where an arrest report shows deputies found a, a man, Joseph Vasquez, age 40, with two baggies of cocaine in a prescription bottle and cutting agents in the barbershop's office during the September 17th sweep. Vasquez was arrested on drug and gun-related charges after deputies said they found a handgun in his car. On the same day, deputies raided two other barber shops and found no illegal activity other than unlicensed barbering. And besides the arrest at Just Blaze, reports showed the two sweeps turned up the following. Evidence of gambling. Equipment that appeared to be used to make pirated DVDs and CDs. Some sort of tax service. That's a quote from the police report. Some sort of tax service. Two handguns and misdemeanor amounts of marijuana during the smaller operation October. Now, look, if you go into a restaurant and you were to raid the restaurant and detain all of the employees there, you will also find uh, amounts of marijuana in various different amounts on the employees in their cars. Yeah, go search their cars as happens. well, and exactly. Yep. You absolutely will find it. I guarantee you. Go ahead, cops. I think it, I think raid every single restaurant. restaurant in town and make sure that the waiters have their waiter license. Oh, they don't have those yet? Well, I shouldn't be giving you ideas then, should I? Because it, I'm surprised they don't have those yet. You need a waiter, waiter in license. Boy, Why you wouldn't drop you? drop something hot on somebody. That's, you damn well could. <laughs> You might fling a knife at someone accidentally. You never know what will happen there at the dinner table. All kinds of accidents can happen there. The dinner table is a dangerous place. On the same day, uh, excuse me, during a smaller operation more recently in October, deputies arrested two people on unlicensed barbering charges at one salon. And uh, owners said the damage to their businesses and reputations has been horrible. To those who live in the communities they serve, these barbershops are more than places to get a haircut. They're centers of political discourse and political organization in black communities, according to a professor of African-American studies at Princeton University. Author of Barbershops, Bibles, and BET, Everyday Talk and Black Political Thought, uh, Harris, uh, Melissa Harris Perry called the idea of deputies invading shops during both a recession and an election year pretty horrifying. Although I'd say it's as horrifying anytime, regardless of the economic circumstances surrounding it. Uh, your thoughts are welcome here. Have you ever heard of anything like this before? 1 800 259 9231. This is Free Talk Live. 
Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of these airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features that you'll find there completely free. You can get signed up for our news updates, for instance, and be kept in the loop as to what's going on with Free Talk Live. You can get that information in different ways. We've got our emailed updates, uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. Go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up for one or all three of those if you'd like. In fact, I just sent out an update uh, moments before the show. In fact, sent two of them out. Uh, number one is that uh, Podcast Awards is coming back. We thought for a little while there that they were going to call it off this year. It was looking iffy, but they are going through with it. Podcast Awards, I think this is going to be the sixth one I believe they've you're done, because right. we've won four years out of five years, and so I believe this will be the sixth annual Podcast Awards, and I uh, would love to have you go and nominate Free Talk Live. You can do that by going to podcastawards.com, scroll down to the political slash news section, and then fill in uh, the requisite information there. If you need to know what that information is, you can just go to the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. You can click the latest uh, update there or look at our Facebook page. Uh, that's how you can get that information. But it's pretty simple. You put in our podcast name and the, the link to our podcast and then uh, fill out your name and, and email information. And you click submit. Pretty much that's uh, the process. So we'd appreciate you going and nominating Free Talk Live when you get a moment. I can't tell you how important this is. Um, we use this in our marketing material all the time. So please do uh, do do go nominate Free Talk Live. Um, you know, we need this, man. We like it. It's important. We used to do a lot more voting stuff uh, across yeah. the year uh, with different podcast sites, and this is pretty much the one that we focus on now. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't ask you throughout the rest of the year, so please, uh, you know, go and do it now. Yep. Uh, all right. So there was that that I announced, and then also the auction that's going on for the third banner on the website, which you could win for, I don't know, as low as 30 40 bucks. That's what they've gone for recently. Sometimes it goes as high as 70 80 90 100 bucks. You it's never the economy, know. man. Yeah, you never know. So uh, you can go and place a bid on that at auction.freetalklive.com, and if you want want to know about these things when they happen just go to news.freetalklive.com and get signed up have you ever wished that you could buy sell and trade in silver in your community dell valley silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you get paid to promote and use the use of real money this isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds you can check them out at dellvalleysilver.com get a get a hold of karen there it's dellvalleysilver.com so we're talking about what happened in Orlando over the past few months. There have been several instances of police raids on barbershops. But they're and, just calling them uh, uh, inspections. And dozens of arrests, over 30, uh, 30 people, 37 people arrested. Most of them arrested just for the so-called crime of barbering without a license. And this is happening, and uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just so sad that this is what it's come to. That this is how seriously these government people take themselves. And their little licenses to do business. Right. 
If you don't have their piece of paper, they will come in and point guns at you. It doesn't matter if no one has complained about your service, because usually the only people that complain are the licensed businesses. Yeah. Usually it's the people that have obediently jumped through the hoops like pathetic little serfs who are the ones that complain about the people who dare to do business without asking government's permission. Now, I don't blame the obedient ones. They're scared. They're scared for a good reason. They're scared because they... Things like this will happen. Right. They imagine that things like this would happen. Now, usually it doesn't happen in this, in this kind of a violent, uh, overt fashion, but the violence is still there. The threat of violence is always hanging over people, whether they actually do an armed police raid or not. Business owners know and operators of businesses understand that whenever that government inspector comes in and issues a piece of paper, a citation of some sort, there's violence that backs that up. That if they don't pay that fine that's on that uh, citation, if they don't show up at that court date, then men with guns are going to come to their business or going to come to their home, and they are going to put them in handcuffs and put them in a cage, and then they'll put them in front of the man in the robe in the courtroom. They know that that's true. It's just that now the cops are so brazen that they are showing it's true. They're just going right out the gate. Instead of just handing out citations, which is what they used to do, and that's bad as it, is, as it was, now they're just going ahead and wiping away all those mid, midpoints, and they're just going ahead and just showing their hand. Yeah, do, doing conducting raids to see if businesses have licenses for their uh, barber, barbering. But should anyone be surprised, Mark? I mean, because for the last couple of years, ICE has been doing raids on businesses in the same manner to see if everybody's got their papers in order to make sure that you, are, you haven't hired somebody that's illegal. They've been doing this for, for months upon months upon months, couple, at least two, three years now at this point. And now they're regularly happening more in you know, southern areas of the country, but they have happened elsewhere where any old time of the day or night, if your business is open, there's a good chance, uh, you know, about maybe 60 ICE team members might pop on in for a little visit with their guns drawn. And, and they're going to be looking for paperwork, too. So this is just taking that concept and expanding it to the barbershops. Who's next? Exactly. And and where does it stop? I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that this is going on because the governments, the state governments are all broke. They're all looking for revenue. So that's what this is. They're ringing the cash register. They're generating business for the the court system. it's not going to stop. It's only going to get worse. And, it, you know, they're doing the same thing at the airports with the, the new pat downs. It's all to dehumanize you and make you obedient and subservient mm-hmm. to the state. So you've got to wonder, though, when they put together these SWAT raids, uh, now I'll grant you the officers are on duty already, so they're they're paying them their, their paycheck, but, you know, isn't it expensive to, to run one of these operations, or does it really not cost that much more? Uh, I mean, they've, they've got the equipment, they've got the officers on pay, let's, let's send them in to see if we can get... Some big fish here with uh, at the at the the barber shops, the black barber shops, because you you know they've got crack and they gamble there. So um, let's go ahead and send them after them or whatever it is that they, they think. I have no idea. But- I'm sure. I mean, in the story, it said that they walked in, told everybody to put their hands up, and started handcuffing people. Yeah. So before I'm they, sure they, they look for the they, before they even look for the licenses. Well, I'm sure they spent months beforehand investigating to make sure, and they knew that all those people were unlicensed because they wouldn't just walk into a business and tell people at gunpoint to start doing things, would they? Well, I think it really depends on the business and and who's and who's behind the counter. Honestly, I I feel like you could do this in most black businesses, and people just won't. They they won't uh, raise a, raise an eyebrow at it. She mm-hmm. said by violating the Z. Uh, I mean, who's who's outraged here? 
Well, at least some people are outraged, and they should be, because this is uh, disgusting. But there is a man who will defend the police here in a moment. We'll get some thoughts from him. Thank goodness. Uh, Somebody who's not a cop, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Deputies have placed the community's trust in local law enforcement at risk, according to the professor of African-American studies at Princeton University, saying it's exactly counterproductive. She said, adding that targeting minority barbershops sends a message about which communities deserve to be disrupted and which don't. Now, of course, the answer is not to target more barbershops and more communities. Yeah, this is somebody that doesn't get liberty. They're just arguing, well, we're we're being picked on. Right. We need to be abused equally. We need to have equal abuse. I think that they are uh, being picked on. Um, However, when I don't what what I don't want to see is white barbershops getting busted in like this, too. Although if you saw something like that, you might actually see some change in the way the police uh, do business. I, I, I I don't think that folks would put up with it in the same way. Well, the police wonder why people don't like them. And this, it's, it's examples like this. I mean, it's non, number one, they're arresting people for nonsense like uh, having marijuana on them. And number two, they're, they're going into people's businesses and destroying lives and destroying, uh, you know, families' ability to feed themselves and, uh, and arresting peaceful people. And, and there's no, they, they shouldn't be surprised when they show up at people's homes and nobody opens the door to talk to them. Why would anybody in their right mind want to speak to these people? Because I don't. I got nothing to say to you. You can go f yourself. You know, you I, stop hurting peaceful people, then I'll talk to you. Then you I'll know, help you with your investigations and I'll answer your questions. Until then, you're a gang member and I want nothing to do with you. you Leave know, my family alone. If it's if you turn it into an us and them scenario, then you're only harming yourself. Because I don't the, want to talk to them. The guy that comes, I agree with you. Don't don't you know? You don't don't you talk, talk to you. Don't talk to the police without your your lawyer present. Period. You know. How you doing over there, son? Are you conducting an investigation, officer? You know, like that that's the answer. I got that. That's not a problem. But it's easy to step from, um, you know, not answering their questions to, to vilifying them. And, it, you know, that doesn't well, help Well, they are you. the villains in this case. In 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm not saying you should hurt them. Just saying you should ignore them. It's Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago... From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. Talk Live, you can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you want to help support the show, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live gets a portion of of the purchase price so you get whatever you need to get if that includes home hair cutting kits and clippers and scissors you can do all that they sell all that stuff uh, over there at amazon you don't have to have government permission to buy it you just have to have government permission apparently to uh, use it on another person and collect you know a penny for it anything you any amount of money you collect you're committing a misdemeanor crime in the state of florida of barbering without a license so if you'd like to do some illegal barbering go to amazon.freetalklive.com and order all the equipment that you need there i bet you they have everything all the way down to the little bib thing that they put on what do they call those 
Bib things. Bib shield. Hair shields or something. Uh, That's exactly what they call them, hair yeah, shields. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Amazon.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. And whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. If you use that portal that we've created, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. We're talking about the insane barbershop raids that have been going down in Orlando. Uh, They've raided nine locations, made 37 arrests, and are attempting to destroy people's lives because they've you know, they haven't begged for permission in order to do business. Barbering without a license is what they've been charged with, a misdemeanor crime. And in most places, misdemeanor means you could be facing up to a year in prison, a year in jail as a result of that. So it's pretty serious. Uh, it's a pretty serious situation and, and absolutely outrageous. Of course, we'd love to have your thoughts on this. In fact, we were brainstorming a little bit during the break about what could an activist response to this be? Uh, there are some really great liberty activists there in the Orlando area, the group of folks that uh, was doing the homeless outreach where yeah. they were feeding the homeless illegally near city or actually right on, I think, the city hall front steps when after the city hall passed an ordinance that essentially said no feeding the homeless within a two mile radius of city hall. They did it right Not there. City Hall's front steps got some press from that. They did it a second time. It didn't get as much coverage that time, but they still got away with it. The cops never arrested them. The same guy who's behind that, John, uh, went out one night, I guess, uh, in Orlando and had this fairly large change jar with him that he was holding out. I think it had the word panhandling on the, the front of it. And <laughs> You he, have to make it clear for these people so that they don't, they don't mistake what's going on. Well, what happened was he had, he had witnessed a man being arrested, a black man being arrested for panhandling earlier in the night. So he came up real quick with this idea to start doing his own panhandling operation and do it right in front of the police, uh, really in an obvious manner, to let them know that he was violating the panhandling handling law and so he would he had his buddy there with his video camera and he was literally approaching the police and uh letting them know verbally that he was panhandling and asking them if they were going to do anything about it and uh the the cops like driving away and turning the other way and walking (laughs) away away from him yeah so uh, so, i mean there's a real great uh, crew of liberty activists there in orlando and this seems like it'd be right up their alley to do and unlicensed uh, barbering because what happened up here in New Hampshire several years ago, it was actually before we made the move, Mark, uh, there was a man who did some of the first civil disobedience that actually occurred here as part of the, the Free State Project Liberty Movement, uh, yep. the folks moving here for more liberty. He actually uh, announced in advance he was going to be doing an illegal manicure. And uh, so it's kind of in the same realm because it's sure. the same government bureaucracy that regulates it. It's all cosmetology. And he actually did it in front of the the Department of Regulation or whatever the heck it's called, you know, yeah. the Department of Nails. Uh, he went out in front of they that department. They arrested him, though, didn't they? Yes, they certainly did. They arrested a man for giving a uh, a manicure. Yep, that's for money. It has to be for money. And uh, and so, yeah, they did that. And then later on, Kat Canning did the very same thing, although she did it on a day the government takes off. So it uh, they, they weren't as likely to do anything when they don't have to actually come to work. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, we look forward to hearing more. Uh, so one of the ideas that you had, Sam, was to send them a little gift package. Yeah, I think the uh, the community here really should be helping out the police in this case by collecting evidence, putting it in an envelope and mailing it to them. <laughs> a lot of envelopes. A lot, yeah, of, a envelopes. lot of evidence. 
And the evidence would from haircuts, what would that be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that it would be great if these guys got a bunch of envelopes full of hair and, yep. and little notes, you know, saying, I will cut again. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the midnight snipper. I cut hair for money and you'll never catch me. You <laughs> know, scissors would make a nice V if you wanted to make yes. like a V kind of theme uh, in, involved in there. So, yeah, let us know if you decide to uh, take any action on these folks' behalf, because it's absolutely outrageous what happened to them. Bishop Kevin Cobra, uh, Cabarrus, this from the Orlando Sentinel of Empowerment Ministries Church of Pine Hills, defended the actions of the sheriff's office. He said deputies have been effective in reducing crime in the area, and if the searches were legal and criminal activity was discovered, the deputies' approach to entering the shops shouldn't matter. But did you hey, see, this is how they, they, uh, they get it across. They say, well, they found guns, they found drugs. They found, what were the other things? Gambling items. Yeah. Now, you'll note that there are no arrests for the for either the guns or the gambling items. There was one guy who was arrested for having a gun because he also had uh, the cocaine. cocaine. It. It, it was yes. the only yeah. guy that had coke. Everybody else uh, that was arrested for drugs was marijuana. So, I mean, you know, what they're turning up here, this is a fishing expedition. That's this exactly in, right. You know, and, and because the, uh, the, the law, for whatever, because the action is legal doesn't make it right. I think the Nuremberg trials established that a government com- can commit murder. So, therefore, whatever they're doing is... Is uh, you know just because they color it with law doesn't make it right. On a recent Saturday afternoon, about a dozen boys and men gathered at Strictly Skills. Many chairs were empty. Barry said he can't be sure it was the August raid that caused business to dip. While the youngest boy, whose hair he was cutting, watched football on the nearest television, Barry watched the door. He heard the sheriff's office had been back out. They should know these barbershops are the cornerstone of the community, he said. Still, he worried his last inspection was only the first of its kind. If you didn't know cutting hair without a license was a crime, you're not alone. An arrest for barbering without a license is not just unusual in the state of Florida. It's nearly unheard of. Florida Department of Law Enforcement but records... But it's a misdemeanor. It's important they enforce this. ...turned up only 38 jail bookings on the misdemeanor charge across the entire state in the last 10 years, and all but three of those arrests occurred during Orange County operations during the past few months. Most of the barbers were charged with licensing violations as a result of the sheriff's office as a result of the sheriff's operation, pleaded no contest and were ordered to pay fines of about $500, which is about equal to the one's inspector's issue when a barber or stylist has an expired license. Because once you've been uh, permitted to, to cut hair, you've got to keep coming back to keep paying for the license because uh, there's ongoing education? No, it's just because that. Because they can they want get money. the money out of you, and that's all it is. It's just revenue collection. Now, I wonder if the people who have been arrested for barbering without a license are now ineligible from getting a license. It's quite possible. Or renewing that's a good. That's a good possibility. In fact, one guy actually had a license, but it wasn't current when the inspectors entered. He was just ex- expecting a slap on the wrist and a fine. Uh, but when he and eight others were arrested at Barber, Barber King's that day, uh, day got to jail, Everybody, everyone laughed at us. And even the judge was like, are you serious? Abrams said inspectors could have just fined him rather than parading him in handcuffs in front of his community. He said it was just uncalled for. Justifying the operations, the Orange County Sheriff's officials said the shops targeted had displayed a lack of cooperation with state inspectors and had a history of criminal activity. These are bad people. A lack of cooperation. There's that term again. Non-cooperation. Not going along with what the government demands of you. Not quietly obeying and thanking your master for not beating you senseless. And this is the, uh, this is what it all boils down to. It's all about compliance. Because if they can get you to comply, then you'll pay anything in order to do business. 
I mean, if this if this barber license, instead of being eight hundred, and I think that's what it is, eight hundred dollars a year, instead of being eight hundred dollars a year, was eight thousand dollars a year, would that make it okay? I mean, how far off really is this from the mob coming in and saying, "Hey, you know, we we didn't get your protection money for this month." Uh, is somebody going to have to get hurt here? The only difference, Sam, is how many people think of it that way. Yeah. That's all. It's exactly the same thing. It's just that how many people in that community are looking at it and saying, this is a criminal gang. They are the real mafia. They are the real dangerous successful people. Mafia. Yeah, they're, they're far the more successful. successful. I mean, they're 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 trafficking in billions upon billions of dollars, trillions at the federal level, and the you know the real mob, the Italian mob or the Russian mob. That's it's the chump change in comparison. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. You know, there's, and it's not the only story. Actually, the uh, the Orlando Sentinel points out that the police in Moreno Valley, California, had been doing similar uh, similar right. they, raids. They just they they trade this information amongst each other, and it's a way to do their fishing expeditions. That's what they're looking for here. They're not, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not trying to make Orlando safer. Yeah. How and, many crimes were committed while these cops were out investigating and then uh, perpetrating this raid in a city like Orlando? Some real crimes were lots going on. and lots of them. Yeah. People, people were hurt. People were injured. Their property was stolen. But and 14 now, cops were yeah. there to raid these businesses. <laughs> and the businesses, by the way, had different uh, levels. They had different things. In, or they had little in common in that some had lengthy histories of noncompliance, while others had never once even had a complaint. So literally, they just targeted all the black barbershops in a certain area. Pretty close. Yep. More coming up here. Hour two is next. You can take control and bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet! And get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we go here uh, to the phones and the fun, you can bring up anything you want. Let's start out with Jim in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Jim. Hello. Hey, Jim. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, well, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on at the airport. Please. I heard, I heard some of the segment uh, with Smeg last night, and I just, of course, made my blood boil. 
Yeah, it's where she was essentially waylaid by the police uh, at the airport for not being entirely obedient uh, to their every single demands. Well, she was asking some questions. I, I mean, if, yeah. if she hadn't even gotten to the point of disobedience, uh, you know, she just had some questions. Well, and- she wanted to ask questions before she allowed them to grope all over her, and they didn't like that very much. Brought out about a their dozen bo- cops. Your body is theirs. Brought out about a dozen cops, plus seven TSA agents surrounded her, intimidated her, and, uh, and then escorted her out of the airport. Uh, Your thoughts, Jim? Go ahead. Well, I've been outraged about this issue for a long time, and we're doing something in Philadelphia on November 24th. We're staging a protest at the Philadelphia International Airport, and I wanted to let people know about this and maybe encourage other people to do something similar. The day before Thanksgiving is one of the busiest travel times, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of people there, and uh, we've done some tests uh, pamphleting down at the airport just to really see what the vibe is, see how people react, see see what the uh, the badged people would do, and we found overwhelming support for for our position that the the scanners are wrong, the groping's wrong, and people are annoyed. And, yeah. <laughs> now, do your flyers have pictures of the uh, body scan images so that people can see this is what they're about to do to you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I and, heard about this. And, uh, yeah, one of the pilots I spoke with, I showed him the, the, our, our flyer, and he looked at the picture, and he goes, wow, I went through one of those today. That's what it looks like? And they stored <laughs> it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, so this must be Jim Babb from uh, WeWon'tFly.com? Yes. All right, Jim. Uh, glad to have you on the uh, the show here tonight. We discovered WeWon'tFly.com last night. I, I, did you guys launch that this week? Uh, it's yeah, it's brand new. Um, our friend George Donnelly did the did the work on putting the website together, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's already really taken off. So. Great. I know that uh, you're still building the site. I see there's a button up at the top, take action now, and it's an empty page. I hope that you'll put your flyer uh, that you're talking about here up on that page, so folks can. Unless it's somewhere else that I, it's, it's not obvious to me where where that flyer would be found. I know it was linked on the Facebook page, uh, but hopefully you'll put the flyer up on the the main site so folks can go and grab a copy of it and uh, and then use this in their own uh, their own outreach event at their local airport. I think it's a brilliant idea to hit. Uh, the local airport, wherever it is that you are, go to that airport with some other activists, bring some cameras to make sure that you are as protected as you can possibly be, print out some of these flyers, and uh, get the uh, these ideas into people's heads. That's exactly what we want to do. And, in fact, one of the – I talked with a baggage checker, one of the people that takes your bags at curbside check-in, and he looked at it and he goes – Damn! It's like people have to know about this, and he taped it to his counter right there, so people bringing in their bags would be able to see this. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of support. I've I've read articles because this kind of hit home because Philadelphia has just got their first scanner, and I realized, wow, you know, I might not be able to to fly anymore. I mean, this is really. Uh, you know, this is, isn't something that I could ever consider allowing my family to be subjected to. Well, as long as you're willing to uh, have a crotch grab, then uh, you can still get on the plane. Well, and obviously that's out of the question. I've got young children, and I'm not going to allow that for myself or anyone I care about. Um, so I'm realizing unless something changes, I'm driving or walking or taking the boat. I mean, it's, it's it the stinks. end of air travel as we know it is, is upon us. Yeah, it really stinks what the what what's a sort of become of air travel. So, what's the general message of the flyer? I haven't had the chance to uh, to take a look at it. Well, what we really want to do is uh, is 
first of all, is create awareness about what's going on. Because I realize that is the, the main obstacle right now. People have heard about the scans, but they don't realize the detail. So when, when people see a picture of the scan, their, their whole mood about it changes. We had an article recently in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and it said no one seemed to object. They have a new scanner. No one seemed to object. You know, snooze away. Uh, and I realized, you know, this isn't what people said to me when I showed them <laughs> the detail of what's happening. So I, there's a disconnect there. So we want to try to connect with people about what's happening. So give me your elevator pitch. What, what, what would you tell people if you had 60 seconds? I would say contact your airline and let them know that you will not be abused for the privilege of purchasing their services. Well, wait, how am I being abused? What's the, what's the problem with all this? Well, it's nude photography of you and your family or sexual assault. And these are not, these are not options that we can live with. So if we're going to change it, we need to put pressure on the people in charge. And unfortunately, you know, the, the politicians have no interest in, in what their subjects say, mm -hmm. but the airlines have an economic interest. Right. If we walk away, that, I mean, basically that's the only freedom we have left is the freedom to just say, mm, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no <laughs> thanks. Yeah, so um, to me that is really the only thing we can do is to exert that kind of pressure. I've, been, yeah. uh, I've seen other interesting campaigns. There's a letter campaign going on to Disney. It says, hey, we'd love to come down. Kids are bugging me to come to Disney World, but can't go through that airport. Yeah, I would think Disney and Las Vegas, would any place that really has a lot of people that depend on folks flying in to travel there to spend money, mm -hmm. riding them is going to be uh, going to have some effect. Well, you may be right; they may be able to the put. Vegas some... is about uh, killed dead anyway at yeah. this point. Uh, you know, I, w I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on them too heavily. Well, you, you may be right that this certainly is one of the only options that we really have beyond just more outreach, um, but. Whether or not the airlines will be able to convince the government to reduce its bureaucracy and change its, uh, its I think if any, the, the airlines are the only ones that could. That's uh, I, I mean, what is the other option? I really think is there's right. nothing I, else. I think he's absolutely right. I haven't even considered this, but I think writing a letter, the good old getting out the good old fashioned pen. Uh, well, you probably use a word processor, um, and typing out a letter to the uh, the airlines is probably the only kind of recourse that you have. And I, I I'm surprised I had we haven't thought about it on this show. I think it I think it absolutely will have um, some effect. And I'm not as optimistic. Well, I think that if they got hundreds of them, it would make a difference. The only thing that would make a difference is if the TSA changed their policy. And what's their interest in changing their policy? What the hell do they care if the airlines live or die? Uh, the politicians that control what the TSA do. They want they campaign care. contributions. That's true. So that might be a weak point, perhaps. It's worth a try. It certainly wouldn't hurt. At the very least, uh, the outreach. I, I wouldn't go into this outreach expecting anything would change. I would go into the outreach expecting to enlighten people to show mm. them what's really going on to link them to we won't fly.com which in turn will likely link them to other liberty oriented resources and lead maybe more people to the ideas of freedom in general which i think would probably be the best thing that we can expect to happen out of this if the tsa ends up changing its policy and junking uh the uh, the the scanners then that's a bonus i would i would consider that a bonus jim your thoughts i i totally agree um the a primary focus to educate people there's probably people a lot smarter than I am that may have their own ideas about how to approach this. Mm -hmm. So if we can educate the masses, um, who knows what would come out of that. Um, also, our, our next step to raise awareness after this will probably be something where we all 
uh, we're at least assemble a group, as many as possible, buy refundable tickets, and then just keep going through the security checkpoint and say, no, 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 <laughs> and see how much we can kind of clog it up, hmm. draw, raise awareness there. Uh, anything we can do to, to try to uh, expose what they're doing, because that's really what they fear. They fear exposure for, for the kind of crimes they're committing. It's my understanding uh, when you're talking about refundable tickets that there's like Southwest will not let you necessarily refund a ticket, but if you miss a flight, you can always apply it as a credit to the next time. Yeah, it depends so on the class of the ticket. You'll, you'll spend a lot less money um, in that manner. But if you want to get a refundable ticket, you have to spend more. But if you're going to refund it, then more. it doesn't matter, right? You're going to get your money back. A real refund, yes. Hey, thanks, uh, to, uh, Jim. Uh, we won't fly.com. Will you keep us in the loop as to uh, what's going on over there? Absolutely. Thank you very much. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, we won't fly.com. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. We also invite you to our website. You'll find a lot of different options and uh, features there, and they're all completely free, including our listening choices. You can listen via our broadband or dial-up streams around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is there playing for you. Uh, plus, we've got listen lines, our webcam Listen lines actually allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. And there's our satellite channel and uh, our local uh, radio stations and more. Go get the details at listen.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. All right, so we continue here, and you can take control of the airwaves to Andrew in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hello, Andrew. Andrew in New Hampshire. Greetings, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, you guys are talking about the full-body imaging scanners, and uh, it's something that it just seems over the top. I'm not too impressed with uh, the TSA in general because I realize that it's kind of a crapshoot for them to find, you know, you know, terrorists or you know, Liars. people that would do do harm to uh, the airline uh, industry because it's kind of uh, a roll of the dice, and they're kind of handicapped from the beginning in that. They really can't find um, the chances of them finding um, people who would want to do harm from the beginning is is very low. Um, then they uh, they're in you know they hire people who essentially are the equivalent of uh, you know low uh, intelligent uh, people in the uh, federal uh, service because the people that they're looking to hire you know, at a minimum have uh, high school diplomas, whereas in other uh, uh, 
uh, federal jobs are looking for people with, you know, advanced degrees or people who have a lot of uh, work experience. So they're already scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of, you know, uh, the federal uh, salary that they're issuing to people for TSA screeners on the front lines is not that much. And what really concerns me is that, you know, I have a wife who's pregnant who recently took a trip to Austin, and the biggest scare or concern that I had was that she was going to have to go through one of these or go through one of the advanced screenings um, because, you know, I told her that, you know, listen, you don't want to go through one of these things. You know, it's, you know, issuing x-rays, you know, above the, you know, I think a hundred times or a thousand times Mm. the normal chest x-ray. And, you know, and, you know, the fact that she's pregnant, she should be subject to uh, the advanced screening. And, you know, I don't know how careful one of those people is going to be with her when she, you know, tells them, hey, you know, I don't want to go through this thing because I'm pregnant. And uh, to have them probably, you know, not believe her that she's just trying to get out of the the full body imaging scanner because, you know, Mm -hmm. the way that, you know, they operate is, you know, well, you, you, you must be lying because you just don't want to go through one of these things. Yeah, what have you got to hide there, citizen? What, what's your problem? Yeah, because I, I, I talked to you guys earlier um, in the year about the time when we were down in Boston, and, you know, my wife was, uh, you know, understandably upset because we were trying to get back to uh, one of our hotels, and, uh, you know, she informed the cop that, you know, she was distraught and she wanted to get back and said, hey, you know, I'm pregnant. I just want to get back to my hotel room. You know, can't we just, you know, get back to, you know, our room? And the cop goes, you know, oh, you know, you're pregnant? That's like the second time, you know, that's the third time we've heard that today. Kind of making some, you know, remark that, oh, you know, you must not really be pregnant because, you know, you know, it's an easy thing to say. Yeah, he's not concerned about uh, what the truth is. He's not concerned about helping anybody. He's concerned with doing his job, and he's been ordered to, uh, in the case of the TSA, search everybody, in the case of the police on the street there in Boston, uh, to prevent people from going down the street to get back to their hotel, regardless of what their circumstances are. And they don't care. They're not paid to no, care. Because, no, because they're in a job where they're, where they're told, hey, you need, to, you, know, you need to do your job. You know, they pick people who have... Uh, very little critical thinking skills, and if they do have critical thinking skills, they basically try to beat it out of them and tell them, well, listen, if you don't do your job, you know, we're going to fire you, or we're yep. going to make it really difficult for you to, you know, do your job. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, put, we'll put you on the schedule that you don't really want. You know, we'll make it attractive for you to leave, because that's basically how they get rid of people, is, you know... Make it uncomfortable. The case- yeah, if they fire you, they have to pay unemployment. You know, they so they just make, right. it, well, make it so you leave. It's a good point. And the uh, the unions, you know, have basically negotiated great uh, contracts and collective bargaining agreements that put in a lot of due process for their employees. Um, you know, so it, it's very hard. You know, to, to actually them. fire them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Andrew, unions- thank you. I want to thank you for the story and the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Sam and Mark. Hello, Frank. Uh, good evening. Hey, Frank. Yeah, uh, a lot of things have happened in the last uh, few days. Uh, what I wanted to mention is uh, I had a chance to read part of Bush's uh, autobiography, 
uh, you know, regarding his years in the White House. And I'm just amazed that, you know, Bush came out so blatantly and said that, you know, he was responsible for the torture, authorizing the CIA to torture, authorizing mm. them to use waterboarding. He must feel pretty safe about uh, that admission, right? Right, because what I would do is I think that's damnable evidence that should take him and his war cabinet to the Hague to stand uh, for war crimes against humanity, as well as violating American law, our Bill of Rights, and also the Geneva Conventions. A lot of people have been saying the same thing. Um, right, now, and I think he, it's... Didn't he, ahead, pardon, didn't he pardon everybody who was uh, sort of involved in it, um, except obviously he can't pardon himself? Well, I, I guess so, but he didn't pardon Scooter Libby to Scooter's, uh, to Irving's uh, dismay. Mm. So uh, all I can say is this, that it's very interesting, and uh, you have to be pretty damn stupid to put that material <laughs> in a book that's going to be read by every judge uh, involved with the practice of international law, as well as every head of state. And all he's a I former U.S. Say, president. I think he's safe. Yeah, no, and I, well, think, actually, I think, Frank, these people are so arrogant, they just lose touch with reality. Um, you know, they, he's they in touch with reality. No he's, he knows he's there. not going to get it held well, down. No, but uh, people are waiting on him hand and foot. They, I th- think, eventually develop this God complex that they're somehow mm-hmm. better than, than everyone else out there, and they can just do and say whatever they want. They can. Well, actually, when you look at what he did, and what I found most interesting was three years after... Uh, the invasion of Iraq in 2006, Bush, Cheney, Rumsfeld, they all admitted that those countries had nothing to do with 9-11. But they didn't say that during the run-up to the war, when they all went on, with the exception of Bush, went on Face the Nation, Meet the Press, telling everyone how Al-Qaeda was behind Saddam. They had had something they were up to, and they were going to do it regardless. I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you, Frank. More coming up. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Talk Live, you can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. The number is 1-800-259-9231, and it's brought to you by SACL CAI, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. You will find they're completely free. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Features including things like our Shrine of Female listeners with the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo or video to show they are indeed listeners of the program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. That's Shrine.freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about uh, police abuse here on the show, uh, law enforcement abuse, and how little control you have over it. Well, when it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is likely while you're driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. It's, it's called the GPS Black Box Dash Cam. 
It's an easy-to-use unit. Um, it has cameras recording all around, so like 360 degrees. You'll see whatever's going on. It's crystal clear. Inside your vehicle, outside your vehicle, it has a microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving, route, speed, direction, everything. It's for traffic stops, and maybe if you're getting into an automobile accident, you use it as evidence. Uh, perhaps if you're you know, lending your car to someone, you don't know where they're taking it, things like that. You can protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Ian and I uh, purchased these items, and I'm I'm waiting expectantly to get them. Freedomcam.net. It looks like a sharp product. Uh, freedomcam.net. I'm, right, I'm there right now looking at it here. Uh, so uh, 800. It, it looks like a fuzz buster. If you live in Virginia or dra- travel through Virginia, you might have to you might have to be careful because if you have this thing that looks like a fuzz buster hanging from your if the cop's too dumb to know what it is, then yeah, it, it could be, be a problem. problem. Um, and you know, I, I, I that's the only I don't I think there may be another state out there that doesn't allow. Um, well, somebody asked me what's a fuzz buster today, so a, a radar detector. If cops, if you live in a state that doesn't allow radar detectors, eh, you know, it's a little scary looking. All right, let's continue here. Take your phone calls about what you want. Todd is in Michigan. On the amp lines. Hello, Todd. Hey, Ian, Sam, and Mark. How are you guys doing tonight? Todd, great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, it looks like Frank covered some of the basics of uh, what I wanted to talk about tonight, um, aside from him mentioning Bush's new book. But Bush went on the air last night with Matt Lauer on Dateline NBC. And you guys are going to find this hilarious. He basically he basically said that the reason why he used waterboarding um, as as a tactic to extract information from the terrorists from Khalid Sheikh Mohammed and Al Qaeda was because his attorney said it was legal. So that's all it takes, right? You know, the the chief executive officer of the the nation, you know, my attorney said it was okay. Yeah, as long as it's legal, what do they care, right? And and anything they say is legal because they're the law and they create the law and they decide on what the law is. And And, and besides the fact that torture, and that's what that stuff is, uh, they called it torture during World War II when the the Japs did it. Um, To the Americans, you mean? Yeah, to to Americans. That's when it was torture. But, uh, you know, it's ineffective. These guys, um, if, if they're going to give bad information, they're going to give bad information. Yeah, if you go, if you check the information, you can come back, then, um, you know, perhaps uh, you can torture them some more and maybe you'll get good or bad information again. But the people that, that always justify this stuff are, are always talking about a scenario where there's an, an atomic bomb and it's ticking and you've got to find the outdated information today. Well, it's funny um, that you mention this because... Well, um, Matt Lauer goes, well, why is waterboarding legal in your opinion? Because the lawyer said it was legal. He said it didn't fall um, under the Anti-Torture Act. And then he said here, and I quote, I'm not a lawyer, but you've got to trust the judgment of people around you. And I do. Hey, I'm not a lawyer either, and uh, and he's absolutely right. I mean, they are going to say what they're going to say, and even if it's not legal at that time, even if their interpretation was different, they can just exempt themselves later on. They'll pass a law that says, well, we didn't know it was illegal, but now it's that it's legal. We're just going to go ahead and grandfather ourselves in. But, you know, it's funny. He also talked about uh, him going into Iraq, and, um, and it's funny what he says here. He, uh, Matt Lauer said that, Oh, there were dissenting voices against you going to Iraq. And Bush goes, well, I was a dissenting voice. I didn't want to go to war. You know, I wanted the diplomacy to work. Right. He was all about, uh, well, what did he say during his campaign? He was about not nation building yeah. and peaceful. Peace everybody, yeah. Yeah, peaceful relations around the world. 
Yeah, yeah, he said this. And, uh, you know, it's funny, um, at the end of the interview, at one point during the interview, he's, he was talking about the financial crisis, too, and I thought this was hilarious. He, um, he said that, well, I had to make a choice, you know, stick with my free market principles of not bailing out the big banks like AIG and, and, and what have you, or, you know, give them, you know, or just to save them. By building TARP, and you know, TARP was necessary. I had to do TARP. Because, George um, Bush uh, wouldn't know a free market principle if it slapped him in the face. Right. The idea that <laughs> the idea that somehow um, you, you know that the free market's good enough until there's an emergency, in which case socialism is what you have to use. I mean, that's what he's saying. Well, why not use it all the time? I mean, if it's good and it's effective, then use it all the time. Todd, yeah, thanks. It was, good. It was just a hoot. I mean. Particularly when uh, he tried to justify everything, um, like, uh, you know, he, he justified going into Afghanistan. And he goes, well, I made the right decision. You know, I, it, it was sick to my stomach, you know, the, the rape scene at Abu Ghraib, you know, it made me sick to my stomach. All those thousands of human beings that were murdered, uh, American soldiers, you people know, in Iraq, myself, Afghanistan. Really, if it really made you sick to your stomach, Mr. President, then why didn't you go after them? Why didn't you prosecute them when you had the chance? And Todd, uh, you, what you got to do is you got to get George Bush on Liberty Cap Talk Live, and then you can uh, then you can really stick the tines to him. He's on a book tour. We should be able to get him At, on now, right? <laughs> I want Todd to get him on. <laughs> Todd, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you and the info there. That that, that, that little reference is Todd has his uh, his own uh, podcast. Uh, it's, it's called Liberty Cap Talk Live. All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The free market principles of George W. Bush. Boy, what kind of a little uh, land does he live in in his mind? I mean, does he really tell himself these things? Yes, he does. That, that he's a free market, that he has free market principles? Hey, I bet he does. When, when you have principles, you're supposed to apply them. <laughs> it's, it's one thing to say you have principles. It's another thing to act like you have principles. Now, I'm not saying that you could be entirely principled across the board at all times. You, know, somebody you just would, try. Right. Somebody <laughs> would say, well, you're not being principled when you walk on the sidewalk. It was paid for by tax dollars. I think that's ludicrous, personally. There are certain things you have to do in order to you know, buy food uh, and to, uh, to live. When I'm buying food, I'm also paying the, uh, the tax bills of the company that's running the, uh, the operation selling me the food. And uh, you know, I'm paying the electricity bill, which is taxed and all that. So you can go, yeah. you can go mad thinking about in the various different ways that uh, you are still participating in the, the status system. But if you're the president of the United States, then that's a real good time to start enacting those free market principles yeah. by, say, vetoing everything that comes in front of you, uh, your desk. And instead, George Bush, I think you can count on one hand the uh, number of things that he vetoed throughout his presidency. He sure didn't do it for the first six years. Yeah. So when all the Republicans are in charge. Color me unimpressed. Yeah, I have to agree. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, so, Mark, or, uh, yeah, the, I guess there's a story about the Brad Manning. Since we've been talking about the military, Brad Manning is the guy that did the major release to WikiLeaks of all kinds of information about the military that shook up, uh, well, essentially the world several several months ago and since then has been basically prosecuted by uh, the, the military. 
there are a lot of people out there that are supporting him, and rightfully so. Yeah, they've had, they've had rallies all over the, the the country. There was one day, uh, I don't know, it's probably been a month and a half or so ago, that uh, sort of Bradley Manning Day, and there were peace rallies and stuff. I went to one, um, got myself a little little button, and and I, you know, it's great. I mean, I, I hope it does some good. But apparently they've been targeting the people that have been supporting Bradley Manning. It wasn't enough just to target Bradley Manning. They haven't stopped there. Yeah, apparently it's, they have, it hasn't worked its way down to uh, people that went to uh, the, the rallies and, and now have buttons on their briefcases. But um, it, some of the major supporters of Bradley Manning are, are really having some trouble. We'll find out what that means here in a moment at 800-259-9231. Also, of course, you can call in and take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800 800- Two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with fifty acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bringing up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. You can go there and take a look-see at some of his video work, uh, the stuff that he's been doing over the last few years to bring the ideas of liberty out to the television world and uh, the YouTube audience as well. Uh, Most recent release was the trailer. Uh, for the gold and silver contest that uh, that you entered when's that drawing or the the contest going to be decided any idea uh it could be any time between now and i think the 12th or the 14th that they're uh going to announce the winners so that's pretty soon so yeah. you can see what Sam put together there with the help of uh, some other activists. I believe Luther actually co- co-wrote it with you. He did, yeah. And wrote the music as well. For he it. did the music, yeah. Well, he did half the music. He laid down the kind of bass soundtrack, and then mm-hmm. I went in and added special uh, effects. It was very cima- cinematic, I thought, and it was you all did a great job. And I know that you and Michelle are working on a project. I don't know if you can say much about what that's going to be, but it's going to be pretty cool, I think, when uh, when it comes out. So we'll... Keep you in the loop there. Obscuredtruth.com is where you can go to get more of Sam. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls about anything, 800-259-9231. Also, I want to remind you, we've got a webcam. You can go watch, listen, and chat because the chat room is built into the same page at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's totally free, brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They've got that stuff in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements. Include, including private labeling. It's MemoryDealers.com. So Bradley Manning, of course, released a whole bunch of stuff out to WikiLeaks. He ended up getting caught for it, and they uh, are going after him pretty heavily, but they're also going after his supporters. Mark, what's going on, and where is this from? Well, this one's uh, from Salon.com, mm-hmm. Glenn Greenwald. 
He's a guest frequently on anti-war radios, I understand it. Yeah, uh, we, we have uh, read a couple of art- his articles here. In July of this year, U.S. citizen Jacob Applebaum, a researcher and spokesman for WikiLeaks, was detained for several hours at the Newark airport after returning from a trip to Holland and his laptop, cell phones, and other electronic products seized. Oh, all boy. without a search warrant. They don't need it. Nope, they don't. They without own be- you. Without being charged with a crime and without... Being under investigation, at least to his knowledge. Yeah, we'll let you have your laptop back when and if we feel like it. That's really it. Uh, they can take it for as long as they'd like and, 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 and investigate it. That's right. Anytime you are crossing the border, this yeah. can happen. It probably won't be long before they'll do it at any airport. I bet you that's one of the next steps they'd like the, to like to implement. If they don't like the way you look, they'll just take your laptop from you and, and screw you out of your business presentation or whatever it is you were going to do uh, with your laptop. The way around that might be to ship the laptop if you... You are expecting what about go- Google Docs and things like that. Google Docs is an option. Yes, yeah, store your files in the cloud. That way, you can use something when you get to uh, to your location. But if you need to have your laptop with you, you know, put it in a, a FedEx ground and, and send we, it. Where we you used to, to mail data separately just for this event in case you know, because I would travel with large amounts of data, customer data that's not even ours. Mm-hmm. So we would put it in a separate shipment to get it out if if I was traveling over to the United Kingdom or something. Yep, it's much more likely to make uh, make the trip if it doesn't actually have to be inspected by some nosy officious government bureaucrat. I mean, with the amount of mail that is traveling across international borders, which just goes to show how stupid this is. If they, if you, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if you've got dangerous stuff on your laptop, mail it. Be smart. Yeah. yeah. Don't take it in, in person. You know, it just doesn't make can, any sense. Or you can encrypt it on a 128-bit uh, drive that's dedicated specifically for that, that you're the only person that has the key for. So even if they do take it, eh, they, they just get the hard drive, really. True. But then you don't have your, you know, whatever it is you needed to get that's to right, have yeah. when you're getting where, you, where you're going. You're talking about uh, actually, you know, usually this is just a, a big annoyance to people. Most people don't have data that the government really wants in the, in the first place. So this was all done without, uh, without even being under investigation, at least to his knowledge. He was interrogated at length about WikiLeaks, and he was told by the detaining agents that he could expect to be subjected to the same treatment every time he mm-hmm. left the country and attempted to return to the United States. Days later, two FBI agents approached him at a computer conference. Protect and serve, Mark. Protect and serve. Right. He was attending in New York and asked him to speak to him again. To date, he has never been charged with any crime or even told he's under investigation for anything. This is clearly a thuggish attempt by federal officials to intimidate any American citizen involved with or supporting WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. Yep. That campaign of um, intimidation is now clearly spreaded, spreading to supporters of Bradley Manning. Clearly, last... we haven't done enough, by the way. We've never really been harassed at the airport. Yeah, yeah, we just don't get it. We I... are not on, on the radar like we should Apparently, be. we are not. Last Wednesday, November... How many affiliates will it take? Before we finally get harassed when we're at the, we at might the be too big that they would uh, wouldn't harass us. Too. You think? You know, it's possible. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Last Wednesday, November the third, David House, a 23 year old researcher who works at MIT, was returning to the U.S. from a short vacation with his girlfriend in Mexico. It is easier to harass an MIT researcher than people with radio shows, I suppose. He was subjected to similar and even worse treatment. Mm. House's crime. He did work in helping set up the uh, Bradley Manning Support Network, an organization created to raise money for Manning's Legal Defense Fund. And he has now visited Manning three times. I think this is what really put him on the radar. Visited him three times in Quantico, Virginia, where the accused WikiLeaks leader is currently being detained. So pretty much they're making a list of anybody that comes to see him and, and checking those people out. Yeah. 
all those visits were fully monitored by government agents mm-hmm. like Applebaum. The um, House has never been accused of any crime, never been advised that he's under investigation, was never told by any federal agents that he was suspected of any wrongdoing at all. Last Wednesday, House arrived at Chicago's O'Hare Airport, and his flight was met by the uh, in the concourse by customs agents who examined the passports of all departing passengers until they saw houses, mm. at which point they stopped. He was then directed to customs, where he and his girlfriend's bags were extensively searched. All the search um, after the search was complete, two men identifying themselves as Homeland Security officials told House and his girlfriend they're being detained for questioning and would miss their connecting flight. Oh, lovely. Yeah. House was told that he was required to relinquish all of his electronic products and thus give them uh, his laptop, cell phone, digital camera, USB flash drive. The documentation, um, the document he received itemizing his seized property is, you know, they got a link here. And he was told to give the agents all his passwords. Oh, passwords. Passwords, excuse me. Passwords. Passwords, yeah. Um, Encryption keys, which he refused to do. Good for him. Well, he's not going to get his laptop back. It's gone. Yeah. Or his cell phone. (laughs) You can believe it's gone. Gone. I mean, it's crazy. If you t- if you refuse to do that, I, I suspect it's gone. Yeah. House was taken to a detention room by two armed agents, and on his way there, he passed by a room in which several individuals were Man, plugging. If you, if you thought Meg had it bad last night, uh, at least she was escorted out of the airport after being surrounded by the TSA. These guys just keep going deeper into the uh, you know the labyrinth. Plugging various instruments into his laptop and cell phone, the two agents, uh, Marcel Santiago. I wouldn't want my laptop back after that. Who knows the hell they put on there? Indeed. I'd wipe that hard drive real quick if if I got it back. Proceeding to question him for 90 minutes about why he was visiting Manning in prison and what work he did to support the Manning campaign. Who else was involved Hmm. in the Manning support group and what his views were on WikiLeaks. He was told that he would not receive his laptop or camera back. And the agents kept it. To date, he has not received them back and very well may never. When yep. he told them that he would, had roughly 20 hours of source code work on his laptop and would like to save it or email it uh, to a Sure, uh, just give site. us your password. Yeah. <laughs> they, t- they told him, you can't do that. Uh, he subsequently learned from Agent Santiago that although Agent Lauk identified himself as Homeland Security agent, he was in fact with the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. That's what's going on. Uh, what go, what's going on here is obvious. The federal it's government- terrorism against the United States federal government. Not terrorism against uh, any human being, because the WikiLeaks is pro-human beings. I mean, it, it's releasing information that is talking about the murder and the rape and the pillaging of of human beings, and so the government considers that and the support of that kind of thing to be terrorism. You know, I was uh, a friend of mine on Facebook. Uh, uh, you know, had some kind of little uh, update where he says, "Pray for the guys of Black Hawk Squadron or whatever." There, they've had a lot of losses in the last week in Afghanistan, Ugh. and you know, I just wonder wh- what does God think about this? If if God is you know out there and and so uh, so into human uh, concerns that you could pray and have uh, the guys in Black Hawk Squadron helped in some way, um, wh- what does God think? That about the American military going into these people's country, they're not fighting Al Qaeda anymore. They're fighting the Taliban, people, actual Afghanis in Afghanistan. These people are by definition freedom fighters. Yes, they'd like to oppress, uh, you know, oppress uh, the, the, the citizens once they get in control. But hell, that's what freedom fighters have always been. That's what the freedom fighters were in the United States. Just people seeking power. Yeah, you know, I mean, the same people that don't believe that you can't that you would propagate terrorism by killing uh, uh, people in in Afghanistan. I'm sure those people uh, believe that the Boston massacre steeled the American people against the British. I mean, what kind of idiot wouldn't believe that?
You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. Are there more tales of harassment, Yes, there's Mark? a bit more. We'll get to that here in a moment. Also, your calls about what you want. Plus, uh, Sam's going to run some unemployment numbers for us and find out what the real story is. You can uh, take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Hour three is next. This is Free Talk Live. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your sons' ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live, and we are launching into the third hour of the program. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that we give you the features there completely free, so head on over there and enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And we're going to continue here the story about Bradley Manning's supporters. Bradley Manning himself has been having a difficult enough time dealing with the feds. I believe he's sitting in a federal, the Quantico prison right now. Yeah, it's a um, you know, some kind of federal detention facility. U.S. The, military. Is it the same place they kept Jose Padilla? Padilla, and um, <laughs> I'm not sure where they kept him. I think he moved him around a, a little bit. That's I think true. He was did. at Supermax there for a little while. Well, anyway, they're apparently targeting everyone who has associated themselves publicly in some significant manner with Bradley Manning. Anybody they can get their hands on, they're stopping them at the border and other places and harassing them, stealing their laptops, demanding passcodes, and never returning them. So what else is going on? So from Salon. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Glenn Greenwald. And so he says, what's going on here is obvious. The federal government has the authority to conduct border searches of people entering the country that are uh, far broader than those inside the country. Such searches require no search warrant. The government has the power to order um, in order to prevent security threats. We have the power <laughs> from entering the country. But here they are clearly exploiting and abusing it in order to conduct investigative searches where which would ordinarily require a search warrant, but for which they have no basis. What power to obtain one hasn't been so-called exploited yeah. or abused? What power in his effort to justify what he did and uh, turning in Manning, um, Adrian Lamo, the uh, least the credible person on the planet, has been attempting to convince federal authorities that WikiLeaks is not merely a publisher of classified information, but an espionage ring that has affirmatively uh, in, induces leaks, which enables its prosecution. To achieve that, he has repeatedly claimed without a shred of evidence that MIT students actively assisted Manning in obtaining and leaking the information in any event, House has uh, not and never was an MIT student. American citizens who are charged with no crime and not under investigation should not have their laptops permanently seized and searched by law enforcement officials in the absence of reasonable suspicion mm. that they did something wrong. But this is the problem with it all. Uh, you know, the the whole should not is nice to say. Yeah, it's it's nice and everything, but 
they, the Supreme Court has uh, interpreted this, and they say that you can have this increased level of uh, scrutiny at the border, and that's just the way it is. And we must have it because we're prosecuting wars all over the planet and killing people's families. You've got to have that because those people you know are going to be terrorists. They're going to want to kill people's families in this country, so you have to do things to keep them out. So that's why we have to have this. Well, Got to do it. We've already talked about how the TSA is continually expanding its purview into bus stations and train stations. And we actually, uh, you know, it probably won't be long before we see them on the streets of America setting up checkpoints. And how long will it be before they decide to start taking laptops at the, their checkpoints? How long before when you're going through the airport and they decide they don't like you, like uh, our one of our co-hosts Meg was doing last night, that instead of letting you walk away with uh, with your laptop, they just decide to keep it and, and do some investigation? You, you missed a step there between uh, you know the Viper teams going out to the trains and bus stations. Which they're doing now. Yeah. what the, I think the next step will be, and what they've talked about, is having these body scanners set up at sporting events, any, mm. any large crowds, concerts, Right, could be Mad Bomber showing up there. Got to, got to search these people and keep everybody safe. So that's, mm-hmm. that's where they'll go next. It, yeah, that's it. It seems like it's it's obviously got to escalate because that's all the government can do. It's got to right. get bigger. It's got to get more intrusive. Uh, you know, show me an example where it doesn't do that, and I'd love to see it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, the real purpose of this conduct is to intimidate and deter anyone from being involved in any way with WikiLeaks and Bradley Manning, and it works. I've been invited to go and speak with Manning at Quantico, and still and fully intend to do that. I think Manning, if he did what he is accused of, is. The most heroic political figure of the last decade, at least. But of course, uh, incidents like these, as intended, implant in your brain the fear that if you go visit Manning or if you donate money to his legal defense fund, Mm -hmm. donate to WikiLeaks or otherwise support them in any manner whatsoever, then you too will be put on some list and have your property seized and searched with no search warrant when entering the country and otherwise harassed and intimidated by the executive branch's police agencies. It's bad enough that Obama's administration has escalated attacks on whistleblowers throughout the vastly, through vastly increased prosecutions, but this level of intimidation is clearly targeting legitimate political activity. It now goes so far, uh, so far beyond prosecuting whistleblowers and that it is intended to harass and deter those who are merely supportive of them. Would it be legitimate political activity if it was outlawed? I'm just curious. The term legitimate uh, kind of has a context of legal, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. There's a there's a little update to this. You want to? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I just want to underscore. This is Glenn Greenwald again. I want to underscore how abusive this all is, totally independent of the intimidation aspects, which are the worst part of this. Just consider what an absolute mockery this makes of the Constitution. <laughs> if House or Applebaum had been inside the oh, U.S. Oh, they're reasonable searches. What are you talking about? See, the Constitution authorizes completely the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches. Yep, can't Shall be. not be violated. As long as it's reasonable, we're fine. The government and would who have, decides that? The government would have never been—the government does. Yeah. The government would have never been able to uh, put the— to search or seize their laptops because the Fourth Amendment prohibits that behavior without a search warrant, which they obviously couldn't put, obtain. So instead, the government just waits for them to leave the country, which may, um, which many, many people do these days, and then seize their belongings and search all their communications upon their return without a shred of judicial review. It won't be long for they not, they're not waiting for that anymore, and they'll just start doing it at every airport because they'll just do it wholesale to a bunch of people, and it'll be rare that anybody will have the money to hire an attorney to actually go after this and try to get this overturned or their laptop back, because that's what it'll take, because we know that these government guys, even though, even when they're doing things that to all of us seem clearly illegal by their own rules, they still 
do it anyway. And they know they can do it and they know they can get away with it. And that if even if down the line they don't get away with it, it's going to take them years to actually work through the court system. Whoever it is that decides to challenge it, if you are going somewhere domestically and they start confiscating laptops and, and you've got an extra million dollars to hire a lawyer to fight this thing, then you start at the lowest level of the courts. You take it all the way up to the highest level. They're all going to back up the government. And then, you know, maybe the, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Maybe you, they'll never really know. They, get, they, they make just enough positive rulings that it's it, it you think it still po- works yeah it doesn't seem pointless to uh, to not go through their system i can tell you it seems pointless to me it just i've had this situation recently with some not quite as serious uh charges and i i've looked at the judicial system and and that they want to charge me money to go and, and appeal this supposed uh court system that i have a supposed right to access allegedly for free it's not true they they've basically told me yeah you, you don't you don't have a right to access this system for free we're going to charge you with whatever we want to charge you. And if you don't like it, you get to pay us to decide whether or not the district court made the right decision. And no, I don't want to give them any of my money. So that basically locks me out of an appeal. Because I don't want to send them, I don't want to pay them to reward them for their tyrannical system. Yeah, plus to the, endorse it. The, the fine is uh, that you're facing is $500. What do they want from you? 300 to see whether or not you have to pay 180 a $180 bucks for an appeal. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you know. You, no you, thanks. Yeah, good money after bad. And then, then right, then I get to file my own appeal. I'm sure I'll do that a real good job at that. Uh, the, you know, they've got all these stupid rules that they uh, that they uh, you've got to have the pages a certain size and they have to be bound in a certain way. And there's all kinds of nonsense. So they'll you know they'll they'll likely take your hundred eighty dollars and then kick it back in Oops, your face sorry. and say, oh, you didn't have three staples. You know, one of those things. So you then would have to hire a lawyer who would supposedly be better at filing the appeal for you, and you're already in above whatever the fine was uh, initially. It's crazy. there's there's, There's very little justice to be found in this government justice system. It's a huge joke on you. Yeah, you know, I've been um, keep paying your taxes though. Best been, country in the world. I've been taking using the jurisdictionary course, and it makes me feel like I'm confident at the first level of uh, of courts and stuff. But mm-hmm. after that, but when it gets to appeals and things like that, I think it, the waters get murky for me. The whole world of uh, the legal land is a murky place because even if you think you understand it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I think they can turn turn these things on you. At which point you're either what do you do, and um, you, you got to basically hire an ator- attorney to to defend yourself. It's it's crazy. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. The SACL-CAI toll-free line. Coming up, the unemployment numbers. Some great news the government has been publishing. Sam is going to well, take a closer not exactly. look. We'll do that in a moment. 800-259-9231. And, of course, your calls are welcome about anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, This cruise isn't just a convention on the water, it's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You'll find that the features are completely free on the site. 
Features including our mobile site. You've got one of the smartphones. You type in m.freetalklive.com to get quick access to our streams and to uh, the podcast as well. So go to m.freetalklive.com to do that. And if you want some great Liberty news, you know, freetalklive.com is a great source, but so is Freedoms Phoenix. Indeed. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. All right, 800-259-9231 to the phones and the fun. In Huntsville, we have Dennis listening to WBHP. Hello, Dennis. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thank you. Hey, yeah, I, yeah, when I called in, I just wanted to uh, was reporting the fact that in my neighborhood, now it's uh, you know Huntsville Housing Authority neighborhood, but it, it's pretty decent. It's uh, you know over the years it's uh, getting better and all like that. But we have neighborhood watch signs, which mm-hmm. is supposed to mean neighborhood watch. But we get the HPDs; they come in here a lot, and and like just a little while ago, a few moments ago, this guy he's just I watched carefully. Because I'm on a sixth floor in my building. This guy, all he was trying to do was just go home. These two two HPD punks, you know, pull him over and want to hassle him a little bit, and then finally let him go. I've seen him bother people in broad daylight, bicycles, in this neighborhood, you know. And then I've seen people trying to walk down the corner market, getting hassled. And then, uh, then I've seen uh, this one couple. They came home from church. One night, and they they followed them right in behind them and messing with them a little bit. Now, how, just may I ask, how do you know the details of these? If you're just watching from a sixth the sixth story, how do you know they're coming from church? How do you know all the all that information? Well, for one one thing, you know, I I watch carefully. Plus, I got a very strong listening device. Nice, you got a parabolic dish. You're standing up on the uh, <laughs> the balcony. That's great. Yeah, wait, man, I ain't worried about these punks. But I can pick up. I got a couple other ones that are a little smaller. And I can still pick up things. I watch everything uh, in my neighborhood anyway. Now, I have hey, I'm glad to... somebody's keeping an eye on things. I mean, that's, uh, that's oh, yeah. Yeah, look, you're, you're the right kind of person. I mean, usually you've got busybodies that are using stuff like that to spy on their neighbors. In this case, you're doing it to, uh, to you know, keep an eye on the police. I, so I fully support it. Well, when, a lot of time, when I catch them on something, I'll call a local television station. And let them know what's going on, or I'll call the police. Oh, they department. don't care, though, right? I mean, does the TV station oh, actually no, no, care? No, 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 no. I've, I've, I've seen some. I've seen some results happen here. Not really. And, That's good. Uh, Normally, the TV night. station is less than inclined to uh, question the police in, in any serious manner because they rely on the police for press releases and things like that, and they're afraid to uh, to get on their blacklist. So, are you? It, I don't know how it is in Alabama. Is it legal for you to record these uh, these these incidents, or can you just uh, likely listen? no? I don't really know about it. You know, I do what I want anyway. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I'm but, sure. Uh, there's one little thing I just want to tell you before I go. I remember one night up on the parkway, which is going 565, going like that, and they had this one cop was up there, the one I saw, and he was messing up traffic flow, and that's, that's causing the chance of a, you know accidents. So I called the police department and tell them about that, and I said, what's this guy doing up there? And I give him the exact location. Well, uh you know, there's an accident right there. I said, no, there ain't yet, but if he stays, there's going to be one. <laughs> I said, the guy lied to you, called in you, you know, there ain't no accident up there, but if he keeps staying there, there's going to be an accident, there's going to be a big lawsuit from somebody, so you might as well tell that jerk 
get in his car and get the hell out of there. They just right? love pulling over right in the middle of the lanes. I mean, they're just, they don't care. They don't, they don't even seem to have any regard for their own safety. I know. It's crazy. And, and then later on, believe it or not, this, this, this will really get you. A little bit later, a couple hours, in fact, it was, I just sat here and waited. And sure enough, <laughs> he comes again. He's parked the car and like he's going to start up again. But I guess he figured, well, I don't know who that was that called in a while ago, but what if they're still watching, man? So he fired up his car and drove off. Dennis, how did you become so critical of the police? Because most of us don't start this way in our lives. Uh, usually you require some sort of experience uh, to actually uh, to occur. How did yeah, you get this well, way? I, I've become real critical of them because I've been framed a couple of times in the past with them. And the uh, first time cost me the only girl I've ever loved in my whole life. I know. And that, uh, you know, I guess her family just decided, well, this ain't going to work. You're getting out without one or something, you know. But, but I just got framed, you know, mm. because the cop wanted the girl, and he wanted me out of the way. Of course, he didn't get his way, but still, it, it ruined everything anyway. So oh. I, I just gotten kind of uh, critical about it, and I watched these dumb things, and then uh, had another time where I got framed, spent, um, spent some time in Florida, and all like that for, for uh, me and some other guys for a crime that wasn't even never committed to start with, man. You know? The only crime that got committed was the the prosecutor had a, was upset. His girlfriend cut him off. His wife cut him off. So he was pretty bad mood right there. Plus, he knew something on the judge. The judge was 78 years old in the Florida mandatory retirement law. is 70. So we got uh, four of us. We, well, actually, three of us got stuck. He took this other kid and made him lie, you know, that's perjury and fraud, threatened him and all like that. So so they got somebody to lie to get you convicted of, of something. Yeah, me and two, uh, two other guys and all like that, you know, but uh, there was no crime committed to start with except by these people, man, you know. Yep. That's what happens. They, uh, they, will go, they will come after you. They are a criminal gang, uh, yeah. and they will hurt people that they don't like, and they've got no uh, no regard for other, other people and in, in Letting them live their lives and keep an eye on the neighborhood. Thanks for the call, Dan, uh, right, Dennis. Appreciate you. hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The the real neighborhood watch <laughs> sitting up there on the sixth floor with a parabolic dish. There you go, <laughs> listening to everybody's conversations. They get pulled over with the cops. Yeah, it's probably not legal anywhere to do something like that because usually the uh, the, the wiretapping of uh, privacy. Well, even though you're out in public, you don't. If you're out in public, you don't have an expectation of privacy, but at the same time, if you don't obviously see somebody with a camera, recording device hanging around, or if there's nobody within visible earshot, then uh, you probably have some extra level of expectation of privacy. Yeah. And when you've got a conversation going on between two people, usually the laws are written to where either both parties must uh, know the conversation is happening or slash consent to it, or one of the two parties has to. It's very rare that anyone can just record any old conversation that they aren't privy to yeah. an actual party in in any of the the state laws realm. yeah the, the only thing that comes to mind is the motorcycle case where the guy drove up and the cop jumped out of the car and pulled the gun on him when he had the helmet cam on the judge in that case actually said that police have no expectation anytime they're out of privacy anytime they're out in the public which would eliminate that whole wiretapping statute right there but you know what are, what are the odds that you're going to get a judge who will actually follow that yeah, that's a that's a good question. Uh, but then again, if you don't, if you just keep your little files to yourself and you don't publish them nobody online, knows. then nobody's gonna know. Yeah. Right. Well, if you have it in, uh, you know, in case of some 
really big um, situation yeah. at which point you can you know attempt to use it or whatever it's nice to have the information when you when you need it uh, well, yeah something like not that. having it right well like it. if so, well, that's a great point mark because if something went down out in front of the dennis's apartment building there and, and let's say the police actually did something really particularly abusive to somebody he could find out who that person is and anonymously send them hey here's a recording of what happened interesting yeah, yeah. Just, just, just ship it to him do whatever you want with it give it to your lawyer and then you could just claim you recorded it or whatever. Yeah. Right? I don't know where Who, this came from. It doesn't from. really matter. Right. At that point, it doesn't matter where. It was shipped to me in an anonymous envelope, and yep. then the person's answering honestly. You take control, bring up anything, 800 259 9231. And uh, this is your show to bring up anything you want. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including our archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page. In fact, the last week's worth is there on the front page. And then if you go back, uh, you can click into the archive section. You can go back to late 2006. All of it is completely free thanks to hostgator.freetalklive.com. And another one of the sponsors of this program, longtime sponsor, the Free State Project. Of course, the three of us here on the air tonight are all participants in the Free State Project in that we joined the Free State Project and then we made the move to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty in our lifetimes. That's the point of the Free State Project. Actually, the the point at which everyone is supposed to move is 20,000 members. We moved early because... Well, that seemed like a good idea to me, and turned out it was. It's been a great time here in the last four years in New Hampshire. Yeah, you know, and, and the, the sign-ups for the Free State Project hadn't been going uh, along as uh, quickly as they had prior to the, the 5,000 number. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we need them. I mean, you know, All 20,000? Yeah, yeah the, a few thousand the, is plenty. Just the recent uh, events that have shown just, you know, I don't think we need any, anywhere near the number. Um, we're already having huge victory, victories here. People are coming up here all the time to visit and to move. We just had a, a, new, a new couple move in just this past week uh, up here, coming up from New Jersey. Actually, the guy was originally from uh, New Zealand. And I know that some folks from San Diego are coming out here uh, this, uh, this, uh, this new winter. New Zealand has to be the farthest uh, mover for uh, the Free State Project. That, that you know of? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it couldn't be much farther. Than There's that. one guy from Norway, I think that uh, that was up here visiting. Yeah, not, not as far. Not as far. Not as far. So yeah, There's lot, a French guy who signed up too. Lots he of actually moved. Lots of people from around the world are planning to make the move. 
Um, some people are waiting until it reaches the membership rate uh, reaches 20,000 or over 10,000 people that are signed up right now. I think we're approaching 10,500 uh, people that are on board right now. About almost 1,000 are on board here actually in New Hampshire already, which is great. And the more that we can get here, the sooner, the better. The more exciting things get as more activists come here. They bring their ideas, their fresh thoughts into the mix. Everybody brainstorms, comes up with new things, uh, new activism that was heretofore impossible in the liberty movement things like civil disobedience uh, for instance I, I couldn't imagine going somewhere in florida and having 40 libertarian types or liberty-minded people come out and, and smoke cannabis out in front of the state house of all places i mean uh, let alone getting that together in sarasota florida would have been impossible but uh, making it happen on a statewide level would have been even more impossible the, uh, the amount of support for things like civil disobedience and outside the system activism is incredible. The political system The political system, is I mean, they have uh, between Actually 10, pliable. You yeah, can work with it. Ten and Between 10 and 15 Free State Project uh, signers have been elected to the New Hampshire State House, uh, and a, a couple of uh, very good liberty-oriented senators are in there. Is that happening in your state? Just wonder. Don't think so. No. Go to freestateproject.org. Whatever your activism flavor, you're going to find it here. You're going to find a lot of wonderful people. Really, that's the the main reason to move. I mean, even if even if there wasn't all this great activism that's uh, that's happening, and I look forward to the day when there's ten times as much because there's there's going to be more in the future. Uh, but even if there wasn't all this great activism, just being around the people that love freedom and understand it, and, and the natives here, a lot of the New Hampshire natives are on board with the ideas of liberty. Lots they of them. get it. Uh, so it's a good place to be. It's a good place to start. Uh, a, a path to freedom. Freestateproject.org and join the Next 1000 pledge at pledgebank.com slash next 1000. That will, uh, if you are planning on being here by the end of 2011, then you can join the Next 1000 pledge, but you need to do that by the end of this year. So go to pledgebank.com slash, is it .com or .org? I keep forgetting that. .com slash next 1000. 800-259-9231 to the phones and the fun. Let's go to Charles listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Hello, Charles. Hi. Um, I was calling because, uh, you know, I was looking at the whole legalization of marijuana prospect. And, uh, you know, it seems to me that it's more of a control issue for the government than anything else. Yep. Because mm-hmm. if marijuana was legalized, number one, you cut down on the amount of expense for police, prisons, and stuff like that. Number two, it's a big tax revenue source, you know, because they could tax it to death, and it'd still be cheaper than what's for sale on the streets now. And on top of that, you get the whole environmentally friendly aspect because hemp can be used to make cloth and paper, so it'd save trees, and at the same time, it has a better uh, fiber production ratio than uh, cotton does so it actually takes less space to grow the same amount of cloth it's great it's a great crop uh it's very useful and yeah. all of the logic supports the, the fact is they're they're making legalization. Uh, i think they can make resins out of it that you can actually build houses there's uh yeah, you know, there's food 20, value twenty thousand products or something i've right. been over to amsterdam and been in one of the museums and there were uh like rubber sandals that were made out of hemp just every product you can imagine they can form it into and and uh extraordinarily useful it's not great for like paper i i've heard uh one of the one of the great Randolph Hearst certainly thought it was. Well, it, he was scared. It'd of be it. great for newspaper. Newspaper isn't exactly your isn't the kind I of thing see. you'd want to run through your your printer. The the difference comes into uh, with with poplar trees, which is what they typically make paper out of. You harvest once every twenty years, but with hemp, you're you're getting more output. Yes, but you're you're putting the energy in to harvest twenty times, whereas 
with poplar, you get mm. you know more 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 pulp uh, with only that one harvest. So, but there are a lot of places where it really does make a lot of sense. Charles, what other I mean, thoughts do you have? Well, I mean, even with the uh, having to harvest more often to make paper, or even being a lower quality paper, if you're coming by to harvest for everything else anyway, you got to you know you oh, yeah, harvest yeah. it uh, every couple of years anyway at the you know at the very most. And I think know. the hemp paper is actually a little bit higher quality. Uh, and you talked about the police, how you know they would lose business. Well, that's one aspect of it, but it's they also get all kinds of uh, grants from Homeland Security to get uh, you know like armored personnel carriers. Even in these small towns, there are cases yep. where they're getting APCs. That why on earth would they ever need something like that? All the kick in a drug dealer's door. That's why. Yeah, and then you get all of the uh, adrenaline uh, addicted cops who want to go and kick in people's doors and shoot their dogs and and then drag kids out and question them in front of their dead dog on the floor mm. uh you also have to consider the fact that the courts who are deciding over you know all of these cases that's a lot of business for them as well as the prosecutors yeah that's right i've said in Probation. The, uh, the arraignments and just watch them ring the cash register as person after person comes right. up there in front but of the judge he points out that you, you think it's, they could ring the cash register with taxes they don't need to drag people in and spend all this money on courts and and judges and all that other stuff it's just that they the government doesn't want the, the judicial system doesn't want to see the money moved in a line item for the government they want it in their aspect mm-hmm. so they have more power yeah it's it's a, a like I was saying, it was a control issue because it would help in so many other areas, and they use it as a uh, they use the excuse of a gateway drug to try to block it. But you know, there's alcohol, there's tobacco, and there's other stuff that you can get. Well, the government's own institute of, you might find it interesting to know, the government's own institute of medicine study, I believe from the year 2000, uh, found that there's no evidence whatsoever that is a gateway drug. It's nonsense. If there's any gateway effect, it's because it's in the black market and it's constantly surrounded by other illegal drugs and drug dealers. So, yeah, they created whatever the gateway effect was by by prohibiting it. But yeah, all around, I think it'd be a very useful thing to our society. Oh, yeah. One more thing I just want to add is uh, the AMA before the Marijuana Tax Act, which is what made uh, marijuana illegal because they that's the way they did the machine guns, is uh, the AMA was studying cannabis, cannabis for uh, pain, pain relief, painkillers, and they actually expected that it, over the next few years it would replace at least – 50% of the pain medications on the market. and This you know, was the, in the 20s or something? Uh, this 1939, I think. Okay. Yeah. So they they uh, lied about that in the Senate hearing and said, oh, yeah, we talked to the AMA. They were on board with this. But the fact is the AMA had no idea that marijuana, because it had been demonized so much in the press, was actually the same thing as cannabis. And when they <laughs> found out, they were furious. But by that point, it's well, all sorry, over. too late. Yep. Thanks for the call, Charles. I appreciate your thoughts at 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, even in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up next. 1-800-259-9231. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free, 800-259-9231. We'll try to sneak in here uh, before we wrap things up for the evening, 800-259-9231. But never fear if you don't get in tonight. We do this every single night of the week. So get on the phones. Join the fun. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Sam. And Mark. And Sam's joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. Our website is FreeTalkLive.com, where you control the content of the website. You actually submit uh, different things that you find online, uh, maybe a news story or a blog post or a YouTube video. You submit it to the website as show prep. It shows up. Other listeners then vo- uh, vote on whether they like or dislike it. And the, more, uh, the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So you actually, uh, you are creating the content of the website through your submissions and your votes at freetalklive.com. It's voting that matters. Let's go to your calls about what you want. Paul is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Paul. Paul, California. Going once. Paul in California. He's gone. Let's try David in Michigan. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, David. What's on your mind tonight? I got a... uh little uh, brainstorming I'd like to do with you guys. I was just elected uh, county commissioner here in Michigan and have a real-life problem resolution that I can't come up with a free market uh, liberty result or uh, solution. All right. Good have, job uh, being elected. Yeah, thanks. Um, I have a neighbor that uh, had a neighbor move in about three years ago, and they've been working on a uh, motocross track, and it's in a residential neighborhood, and we're out kind of rural community. And over the three years, the motocross activity has got more and more to the point where the, uh, the people down the road cannot even uh, use their property anymore. It's just it's about ready to drive them out of their home. Hmm. And they're quite liberty-minded themselves and don't want to bring government in, but they're kind of at the end of the ropes. That You know, these people come in with 15 motocross bikes, and it's only like 100 feet from their living room. And they come in Thursday evening and they're there until sunday night you know um the, the if if you look at this from the, the liberty perspective the fact is um the you know uh, noise is aggression um right. if it's uh, if if it's above a certain level at your property line and you know it it's aggression i mean that's that's all there is to it 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 after all it strikes your eardrum um uh, you know do, do i think it's the best thing to do to always get the law involved no but have uh, these people gone and talked to the motocross motocross folks and see if they can come up they with a, any kind of solution and there's just nothing that they're willing to move on hmm. what what have the options been well, that's the stumper. There, there really seems to be no option. And you know, if it were an option, they could sell their property. But they've been here for years and years, and they don't want to sell. But they couldn't mm-hmm. sell because their property would be not worth much now with a motocross track right next door. Yeah. Well, I know, like in some of the busier freeways and so forth, they'll put up sound barrier walls to sort of shield some of the houses that are right up against, like the Dallas Tollway or something. Um, maybe building some kind of barrier or planting some shrubs or something that's going to absorb and break up some of that sound? Would, yeah, they, would I, they be I, open to that? Well, they could do it on their own property. They wouldn't even have to get permission from their neighbors. They could just do it on their own. Well, no, no, I think it would be the, the motocross people who would have to do that. They're the ones polluting the neighborhood with this right. noise. And they're not willing to do it. In fact, they've got pretty much the entire neighborhood in a stir. Um, there's a llama um, farm just down the road, and it drives the llamas crazy. 
So um, I guess the you know the next sort of philosophical step would be to take them to court. Is there? Um, I mean, you know, I think ostracism would be the next step. So what they would love do? to be ostracized, <laughs> right? Because ostracism you... would be just they would be left alone. Yeah, they, they could make all their noise. No, no, ostracism would be you know you you I don't know do I a don't... demonstration. You put signs up on the yard about uh... the neighbor. Uh, you, you talk to sell them stuff yeah, in the store. Talk to the people that own the stores and so forth, and let them know what's going on, and say, "Hey, you know, you're not being a very good neighbor here." Go to their church if they go to church or yep. whatever groups they're uh, they're a part of, and and make okay. life a little more difficult on them. I mean, it's it's this is one of the things that can happen whenever you buy property in a place where you don't have deed restrictions. And I don't support deed restrictions because I'd rather just let it roll and and uh, and see what happens. But if I was really concerned about having privacy or having uh, a lack of noise around, I mean, this is similar to an issue we talked about last night on the program where Michelle was here about having the stinky animals uh, nearby on a, a like a nearby farm. Um, so there are going going to be things that are possibly potential things that could happen on nearby properties that may be distasteful or or uh, dis, uh, you know undesirable and in order to guard against that that's why people come together into communities intentional communities where they have certain rules against these things and or buy enough property to where it doesn't matter what goes on uh, nearby you there are ways to deal with this and it's unfortunate that they've been they've been put into this circumstance but I think Sam's suggestion of ostracism after trying to talk to them or planting in some some way some sort of uh, noise absorption or setting up noise barriers is if the they've only already option. shown themselves to be not very not ready to uh, to work with you then what that says to me is is that if you you know try to ostracize them with signs and talking to their uh, their peers and things like that that they'll only entrench further I, I want solutions Maybe. and I want them today and uh, you know that's that's how I feel I I personally would take them to court uh, that's your only dispute resolution organization that you have access to. I'd love to have a free market dispute resolution organization. They don't exist. And it's the only one that exists because people like you are willing to just say, well, let's just take it to court. No need to try anything else. No need to actually avoid using calling for violence. I've I'll already just go been ahead ostracizing by, the, by talking to them. I mean, there's plenty of the people in the neighborhood who are doing not business with them. That's ostracizing. That's communicating. They're not doing any business with them. I mean, what do you got to do to ostracize? You go to the people who I are doing business with them. I don't have the time for this. Them. Look, these people are acting like flaming jackballs, and I need some resolution. But you okay. okay. go to court. That justifies gonna, yes, violence, yes, then. That's not violence. What's going to happen if they say no? Who? The, the the person with a with the motocross or with a couch in their yard. What's what going to happen to them when they say you, no? Say no to what? To whom? To to the courts. I'm not going to move they the couch. Do, I'm not going to stop they're, they're doing the motocross. Have a lean put on their property is actually what's going to happen. But I don't have any problem with somebody who's aggressing against other people having uh, you know repercussions for their actions. And it doesn't get us any closer to a voluntary society that I'm can solve problems. We've to be spent, able to watch TV at my house. We've spent all talking about a voluntary night, society all night talking about the police lying, doing whatever the f they want, searching talked, people's whoa, bags, whoa, taking whoa, whoa. laptops. Hold Look, on, I, I the police are out of control. I did not talk about calling the cops. I talk. I said take them to court. What backs up the courts? The, the courts in this case are going to make a civil judgment. Okay, and Maybe. that's not going to be done. You don't know if it's going to be civil or criminal. If it was criminal, they'd call the law. I mean, that's all there is to it. They may just have chosen not to do that. Uh, you probably could call the law. I suggest taking it to court. 
Well, I believe we have a noise ordinance, and we prefer just not to go that route. We're trying to figure out a a nonviolent solution. Yeah, I mean, we have we have motorcycles down at the farm. They're loud, but you know, I it doesn't bother the neighbors that much. And there are other neighbors who use them. them. But if it's all the time, that would get old. Well, and you're saying it's right across the street. Yeah, I mean, it's like right. I mean, within say 50 yards of their living room. Yeah. they're I'd living say, in the wrong place. Yeah, they're not living in the wrong place. These people have their motorcycle, uh, you know, motocross thing in the wrong place. They were there first. They're violating the, you know, the 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 the, the laws which are set up for the fact that, uh, you know, people need to be able to enjoy their homes. They can't enjoy their homes because there's, you know, people with there's a motocross track within a hundred feet of their living room or hundred yards or whatever term he used. That's nuts. Well, they should have bought in a deed restricted community. I, and it's hard to feel sorry for that for those people because if you, you are you saying that noise coming across the property line isn't aggression? Is it uh, aggression when I'm mowing my lawn? Uh, there's a certain level of noise. Like they've, the, they've, they've tolerated, you know, a couple hours a night here and there, but you know, it's now a stinky. A is a stinky pig farm aggression too? It is if it's in the wrong spot. Well, who determines in, that? In my who neighborhood, charge. In my neighborhood, when you buy a piece of property, you have to write, you have to sign a thing saying that you understand that you're going to smell stinky farms. There you go. Deed restrictions, you know, that makes sense, or some sort of consensual uh, agreement that makes sense. And I'm sorry that we're in a world where we don't have more of those things, or uh, where people aren't thinking in advance of the things that could happen across the street from them. And, and it's we're also pointing out here the problem with the law, with the one size must fit all strategy. What's noise? What's not noise? Well, it, it depends on you know the situation and the circumstances. And in some cases, mowing the lawn when it's loud is not really a disturbance. And I think if you had a system that was based around ostracism, where people would have to know the details in order to do something and, and to get on board, you're going to see more fair, uh, I don't know, ostracism, restitution, a more fair and uh, common sense legal system than we have today. Let us know uh, if anything develops with that, David. I appreciate uh, hearing from you tonight at uh, Free Talk Live. It has been Ian here. And Sam, I am. And Mark. We will join you again, and maybe you've got a better solution uh, on that particular issue. You're welcome to call us with it tomorrow night when we will be here yet again to talk to you about anything you want. See online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Losing weight and then maintaining a healthy weight is an American obsession and one that I deal with constantly when I help my clients. The road to weight loss always needs to include exercise and a healthy diet. And one of the factors in a poor diet that people often overlook for weight loss is that a diet that lacks nutrients actually increases hunger. Getting more fiber in your diet is beneficial since fiber makes you feel full sooner and longer. Because it can be difficult to make sure you get all of your nutrients and fiber in your daily diet, Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice with the acai berry, which naturally contains fiber and protein. It also contains nutrients like a thousand percent of the daily value of vitamin B12, which helps your body convert carbohydrates into energy. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic and it's packed with a healthy combination of nutrients and fiber to help you maintain a healthy body weight. Drink a glass of delicious acai berry juice to help maintain your fit figure every day. 
To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.